Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and I'm coming to you on what is a very action-packed political economic week in India, even in the United States. It's it's just been, um, you know, the time before the elections for political junkies is always the best time to be talking and covering issues. And <clears throat> together with me this week, uh, panelist com- uh, coming to you from New Delhi is a columnist, economist and someone who's very passionate about numbers, you know, talking about the politics behind numbers and more is Karan Basi. He has written uh, columns for various portals and always is very active uh, giving his perspective on what uh, what the um, specific issues of the day are. And we specifically have him f- to first talk about the budget and then we'll talk about the current affairs issues. So welcome to Mind Podcast, Karan. Hi, thanks. Nice to be here. Oh, absolutely. The pleasure is ours. So, um, before before we get into any current affairs issues, I mean, the biggest news of this week was the 2019 budget in uh, by Piyush Goel. And it was an interim budget. Three major imp- reforms were announced. So three big ones did the news. There were many other things. Uh, one, <coughs> of course, being that the income tax um, limit was extended to 5 lakhs, where if you make 5 lakhs or less, you don't have to pay any income tax. And then if you made 6.5 lakhs, if you have 1.5 lakh in savings, then you would not pay any income tax. Uh, The second, of course, being the 6,000 rupees that was given to the farmers, uh, which the Congress surprisingly had a hard time in doing division. Uh, We'll talk about that later. (laughs) And then then another very important scheme was giving the uh, pension to the workers in the unorganized sector. So these were the three big takeaways for me. What were your big takeaways, Karan? Well, uh, um, I think I will agree with you that the big takeaways were, were these uh, few ones that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But a key area that I, I, I think uh, is a tectonic shift in terms of policy has been the income support that has been provided to farmers. Mm-hmm. And I think why it stands out is because uh, till date, when it comes to providing income support to farmers, we have largely resorted upon price policy, which is MSP. So we buy goods from them at a minimum support price. Then we give them subsidized food through the PDS uh, system, which is a very leaky system. And, you know, since decades, we have spoken about how it is the root of all, uh, most corruption, if not all, hmm. in terms of our poverty alleviation schemes. In fact, a former uh, prime minister once said that when he sends one rupee from New Delhi, only 15 paise reach the poor. Hmm. So, uh, for the last uh, dec- uh, couple of decades, we were very comfortable with this you know, sort of leakage and uh, this budget has clearly tried to make a, uh, make an attempt at, you know, tr- uh, reducing or eliminating this leakage or trying something different. So this is something that uh, definitely does stand out. Another major area where uh, a lot of focus has not gone is uh, not to do with the way an announcement, uh, not to do with the announcement that was made, but the way in which the announcement was made because for the first time, I think, a finance minister has actually thanked taxpayers. Right. And it, it was a very empathetic speech. I mean, if you listen to it, you can see him uh, uh, literally uh, thank, like thanking every taxpayer for all the development work that has been done by the mm. government over the last four years. And um, this recognition did move a lot of people. And uh, if, if I were to say... Uh, I think uh, this increase in the tax lab mm. came with the backdrop of an expanded tax base and, uh, you know, critics still wonder about demonetization and its effect on the Indian economy. But 
nobody can deny that tax base did in fact uh, broaden after or widen after the hmm. demand i think the number exercise. of tax payers doubled i think right yeah it doubled it doubled and tax compliance has also been on a high hmm. uh, so uh, you know it, i think in this budget i think they were waiting for this budget and probably this was the plan all all along mm-hmm. that they're going to follow good economic policies for the first four years and uh, then in their fifth year they're going to you know try to give certain dividends from the returns that those good economic also, policies give also also i think credit where it's due i think uh, finance minister arun jetley you know who's uh, unfortunately ill and we hope he gets well soon um that's why mr piyush gold did pre- present the budget he was very responsible in spending right in controlling the fiscal deficit and um, you had a very that's why you even though you, this was announced there was a very minor slippage where from 3.3 it went down to 3.4 and most economists said that that was within the you know the range or something so yeah. it wasn't wasn't a huge slippage also for the forecast as well so that <coughs> credit also must be given because the resp- spending was done responsibly that is why they could announce this measure Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, I've always said that NDA has historically had a better record in terms of uh, curtailing fiscal deficit than the UPA and uh, the FRBM Act, which is the Fiscal Responsibility and Budget Management Act, was brought in during NDA one. And this government has also—it's not just fiscal deficit that has been reduced by this government. This government has also brought down India's debt to GDP ratio. Yeah, and the irony is so, that the people, the people who are in NDA one, sort of responsible for doing this, are the ones who want more spending. For from this government, I'm talking about Yashwant Sinha, of course. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, I think that when you wear a political hat, you have to shed some of your uh, economic yeah. ideology. So, it's, yeah. So <laughs> most people say that Mr. Yashwant Sinha is hatless, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. but but we'll talk about Mr. Sina and her current best friend, Miss Mamta Banerjee later. So yeah. his current best friend. I'm sorry, his current best yeah. friend, Mamta Banerjee later. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. No, but you also you also have to realize that you know uh, this budget cannot be seen in isolation. It, it 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 is at the end of the day a culmination of everything that led us to uh, towards this budget. And um, look at it in totality, then you see that this government has actually uh, shown. a very strong will power to uh, you know pursue policies that will lead to a high growth rate no. and uh, this government has simultaneously also ensured that it uh, you know uh, pursues policies that ensures that the dividends of those uh, this growth are distributed to the bottom of the pyramid i mean whether it is no, so i tell you I, I, i've had i've had discussions with people who are not sort of leaning towards the government they are reasonably politically neutral and um, they they were all happy with the budget and they actually i got messages saying that there was some telegraph and hindu and some had some bizarre headlines right so they're like what are yeah. they talking about um uh, industry has liked it uh, the middle class definitely has liked it the only people who haven't liked it and and in in a weird fashion the opposition one of their criticism was there was not enough spending so i mean i just found it bizarre so um, so that 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 was one case now of course there there will be a couple of economists who will say oh why did you do the spending and stuff but they again don't have to go out and win elections yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and and that is why the politician has to do a, a sort of a balancing act and this budget i think proved that good and shekhar gupta i think wrote about this too that good yeah. economics is not necessarily bad politics 
Oh, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the most important things that this budget actually teaches us that, you know, uh, you can actually pursue good economics for four years and that can allow you to combine good politics and good economics. I mean, 1.1% slippage in fiscal deficit is definitely not something which is very huge or which is going to impact our economy uh, adversely in terms of uh, credit ratings, you know, uh, downgrading and stuff like that. But... Uh, what this one percent actually does is that uh, the slippage will promote growth, and mm. I've said this n number of times. NDA uh, two, mm. the current government from 2014 to 19, has set a very solid foundation mm. for a high growth phase, mm. and uh, a, a reasonable government can definitely uh, use this foundation yeah, and I ensure think- that India. I mean, two, three, yeah, two, three things where they had to be, I mean, this is of course going to ensure that there is more cash with people. So they are either going to invest that money or going to spend it, right? So there yeah. is of course more money that's being pumped into the economy or something. I think one, one place where they do need to more reforms needed to be done were to <clears throat> ensure more investment comes in from the private sector and stuff. And I think we are slowly moving towards that because then when, when you have an industrial, more industry friendly environment, and a government that's not afraid to talk to industrialists or say that we, you know, we can take uh, fiscally prudent moves, then I think the private investment will also flow in. Yeah, yeah. one of the reasons why I really want the next government to be a a strong government is because uh, there are two critical areas where we need to take reforms and those are land and labor. Hmm. Somehow this government did try to take uh, major land reform, but it chickened out ultimately because of political pressure. Uh, perhaps if it comes back into power, that sort of pressure may not exist and it can uh, bring in land and labor reforms which can ensure that uh, uh, investors are really glad to set up manufacturing firms and uh, other businesses in India. Or maybe they, what they do is maybe they um, come up with a different uh, idea like about how to approach with land reforms. Maybe it was too early in the government stage to uh, to take that approach. So, because <coughs> this wasn't the first year of the government, I think in 2015 when Narendra Modi started um, the land reforms. For all our listeners who do not know, please go back to, I think it was podcast 10 or something. Uh, tells you how long ago it was, probably 192 episodes ago where we yeah. discussed about the land reforms. But... Um, I think another very not like the uh, poli- uh, policy that was not discussed much was the real estate thing where the, you know, the exemption was made from one house, you can do two houses and stuff. Yeah. And that was also, uh, so I, my, my, my joke was, uh, of, uh, of course, this was a, um, you had a finance minister from Delhi and now a finance minister from Mumbai. And this was like a balancing Mumbai Delhi budget. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> so the real estate sector is very happy too, I guess, because of this. So, um, but but you cannot just view Piyush Goyal's budget in isolation, like you said. You have to take yeah. four budgets that Mr. Arun Jaitley gave and then view that how this budget sort of built up on that. Exactly. And you know, there has been a declining trend in terms of asset, uh, like holding real estate as an asset uh, mm. class across mm. uh, across globe over the last couple of years. I mean, that trend has slowly started to reverse and I think it was a very well-intentioned move to make it to a second house because that will just you know promote uh, 
the middle class to purchase another house mm. if if they want to purchase it in the form of an no, investment i think it's also in some cases when you sell off a house and you want to just like you have you buy one house and then what do you do with the rest cash do you you know invest in pay taxes on it or do you buy two different properties because a lot of yeah. sort of big joint families if they want to buy two houses and stuff so i mean i think that was the thinking that went behind that but it was that was welcome too and then there was this small uh, small small moves with there about tds and stuff but before we end the budget section i want to talk a little bit about the the unorganized sector and the pension scheme because i thought that was received very well and also oh, a little bit about the farmers uh, 6000 rupees thing both yeah, yeah they, they were very well received and as i said that uh, farmers bit is a tectonic shift in terms of india's policy towards the agriculture sector hmm. and it will definitely impact a lot of small and marginal farmers who uh, have negligible marketable surplus so marketable surplus is suppose i produce 10 quintals of uh, rice but that's my consumption for the particular year so hmm. i can't sell it to get any get any you know income Hmm. because that's the bare minimum that i need to sustain myself mm-hmm. uh, so in that situation mst fails and uh, by providing me direct income of 6000 rupees it's, it's a much better mechanism uh, so i think that that was a game changer and insurance for an uh, unorganized sector is uh, in fact pension for unorganized sector is also uh, in continuation with a lot of policies that the government brought in when it came with the jandan Hmm. uh bank accounts you know uh, social security has expanded significantly since then first we gave them accidental insurance uh then we gave them death insurance and that was followed by ayushman bharat which uh, provides uh, health insurance to around 50 crore people hmm. and now this so if we view whatever the government has done over the last 5 years it has created a very elaborate safety net Hmm. for the bottom of the pyramid and it is that safety net that uh, is going to ensure that you know uh, it's it's the prime minister saying this that look we are going to ensure that you get the bare minimum level of consumption and we're going to do whatever it takes to help you gain opportunities to move out of the trap of poverty hmm. so in 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 a sense this is uh, perhaps a very ambitious fight hmm. It it, it it truly is. So one thing I want I was really laughing about was when they said six thousand rupees a month. Congress pulled out a tweet: perception six thousand rupees a month, reality five hundred rupees. Uh, sorry, six thousand rupees a year, reality five hundred rupees a month. So, मतलब uh, do they not know division or was this very hard Probably. to comprehend? I don't know. I don't know what do they know because they once thought that Gujarat uh, was smaller than the UK. So, मतलब geography नहीं आता उनको math विषय नहीं आता होगा. I think. I think. The point is that it was a very, uh, very. It was in a very bad taste, if you ask me, because they don't probably realize that uh, you know how much poverty does exist in India, and especially in rural areas. Hmm. And Let's talk about a typical rural household for a small and marginal farmer who mm. owns less than two acres of land. Mm. Their education is sort of taken care of. Health is not taken care of under the Ayushman mm. Yojana. Uh, they will still benefit from subsidized seeds, uh, subsidized urea, and they'll still benefit from MSP. Mm. So this six thousand is just an incremental, uh, you know, safety net of mm. sorts. Mm. That this is the bare minimum that will be provided to you. Yeah. And uh, for a lot of farmers, it's a lot. Yeah. Trust me when I say this. In, in rural India, six thousand rupees means a lot, and it is very surprising to a lot of us in Delhi. But <coughs> you really need to go and see 
the situation and uh, and they're happy with six thousand rupees by the no, way because the right, cost of Karan, I, I requirements thought, are also very low. No, when people said that oh, middle class is only going to save ten to twelve thousand rupees, I that was such an elitist statement to me. If you think that people and I I do realize the uh, uh, people might uh, uh, say that are up to matlab US se baat kar regardless I talk to people right when I talk to my friends who are working they're like no ten ten to twelve thousand rupees is a big deal. And and why why should it not be? You're saving twelve thousand rupees. What I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and it's just a very simple principle of compounding. Twelve thousand rupees saved today, invested rightly, yeah. will be a lot more in ten years. So, see, the thing is, at the end of the day, it is politics, right? It's an it's an election year. Yeah. So somebody is going to have to find some criticism for a budget. Hmm. But uh, no, but you I'm and saying I both this is why whatever the... criticism. This is why the opposition in India is not credible. It isn't. It isn't because you know when you're criticizing it on illegitimate grounds, you lose credibility. But अब उनका काम है criticize करना तो वो तो खैर करेंगे ही because it's an election year. But it's sad that uh, a budget which is actually a game-changing budget and uh, uh, a budget which is so reformist and forward-looking has been criticized just for petty political gains. But True. That is how India works. But so. no, but that's another thing is also they may have criticized it, but the industry, citizenry, and they have supported it. So that the 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 real question is: Is there any legitimate ground to this criticism? And that if the voters or the people that matter are not criticizing it, you know, then it's every there for everyone to see, right? So you yeah, absolutely. I mean, I absolutely agree with you mm. that. Uh, people industry uh, investors and everyone they are very happy with this budget uh, in fact there was anticipation that it is going to be so populist that mm. it is going to breach 3.8% of fiscal deficit mm. uh, commentators and industry bodies were really worried mm. uh, they were actually very happy with the way uh, expenditure was managed in this budget as well no so i, I think, and, and I think people are very happy the industry reacts more favorably to just straight up shops uh, uh oh, sorry the less favorably to straight up shops rather than this tax break and stuff and pension schemes they yeah. were given which was this is this is basically providing the decision back to the consumer rather than the government saying my free tv dunga ye dunga wo dunga you know what i'm saying uh-huh. it's 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 a little different so yeah it is it is and in fact people also loved it i mean you go and ask anyone uh, irrespective of what socio economic parameter or category he falls into hmm. he feels that there is something in this budget for him and i don't know how uh, how often do you find a budget that touches everyone truly truly and uh, so they, they must be complimented and and again i can't cannot reiterate enough this was an interim budget if the government comes back to power which it quite looks likely it will in june july they'll give a full budget and i think that probably might be even a bigger vision than what was shown so that yeah. that remains to be seen but um, fascinating discussion i think in the next part of the podcast we're going to talk a little bit about politics so i think uh, as we are recording this apparently this mamta banerji has launched an all out assault against the cbi uh, i say an all out assault it's not like a, a physical assault but apparently the cbi came to question the west bengal commissioner and they were uh, not Uh, allowed to go and then mamta banerji is sitting uh, with the commissioner and they have said that main i may dharne pe baith jaungi something like Are i will conduct that so this reminds me of a certain as, as a citizen as a citizen of delhi i think mera thoda moral uh, duty banta hai huh. to apologize to people of india 
केजरीवाल जी धरने पे बैठेंगे तो देर भी लाइक अच्छा आप किसके अगेंस्ट धरने पे बैठे हो इंटरनली एक्सटर्नली बदल दी इन्होंने भारत की राजनीति नाउ यू कैन यू नो मेक एलिगेशन अगेंस्ट एवरी वन एंड नॉट प्रेजेंट एनी प्रूफ एंड बेस इट ऑन अपॉन योर ओन बिलीव एंड परसेप्शन राहुल जी सेट ना पीछे की राफेल में I think that there was corruption, so there is corruption. I don't have proof. Hmm. So we've brought that into the picture. Dharna Varna, so Kher, very popular, has become. Hey, no, but the bizarre, so, the bizarre thing is that um, she is sitting on some save the constitution Dharna, some something like that. I have no idea. And basically, um, uh, the I mean, there are some, there are, and and she made a statement saying, I still say that my commissioner is the best person in the world, and um, BJP ke against. Then she made political statements, and I think it's bizarre what Mamata is. is I mean, this is unprecedented, isn't it? What Mamata Banerjee is doing. It is. She's trying to create. I'll tell you. You know, we all saw the yesterday's rally, and it's. it's I think somebody should give her friendly advice that the optics of it look very bad. कल पीएम का रैली हुआ जिसमें बहुत सारे लोग आए अपने आज सीएम का यूपी के सीएम का रैली कैंसिल कर दिया देन यू सिट ऑन धरना एंड डोंट लेट सीबीआई इन्वेस्टिगेट व्हिच इज अ सुप्रीम कोर्ट ऑर्डर्ड प्रोब यस सो आई मीन व्हाट आर यू लाइक फॉरगेट एवरीथिंग पॉलिटिकली इट्स सुसाइड बट फॉर ऑल प्रैक्टिकल पर्पसेस व्हाटएवर शी इज डूइंग इट्स रिडिकुलस I mean, I'm surprised people are not calling her out on this. No, it's unacceptable. Allowing her to play, I mean, it's crazy. Play victim. So she, uh, the CBI team reached the residence of the Kolkata Police Commissioner, and they were detained. Then now, apparently, those five have been released. Um, uh, she is standing by the police commissioner. I think who's sitting right next to her as they are doing this dharna or something. <coughs> or <coughs> doing this and then the the worst thing is i think there is a pattern to this right apparently what i was told was the, the, there was a larger ground that was to be given for prime minister modi's rally but a sm- permission for a smaller ground was given and instead of the expected 45000 50000 i mean more than a lakh people showed up so prime minister modi too had to finish his speech early and because there was no yeah. stampede or something so that the bjp stock is rising in west bengal is no question about it but you know if you look at history hmm. this is exactly how mamta banerjee came to power yeah the the nondigram uh, sort of thing where she right led a whole protest against the left and you know then she had the wind behind her and sort of to speak but and, and that's what prime minister said right ki mujhe laga mamta to left se ladki aayi hai so she will know what not to do but she is coming economically she is left of the left and when it comes to political violence also she is left of the left Yeah, she is, and uh, you know what's most surprising is that uh, even folks in media are not calling out her bluff. And at the end of the day, we must really ask that: uh, Are we going to accept political corruption in this country, and are we going to let people uh, make a mockery of corruption and anti-corruption investigations in this country? Again, Because there's, this there's a bigger question. Also. No, there is a bigger question there. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't just think this is political corruption. 
she has legitimized violence against her opponents in west bengal because of the way bjp and rss cadres and even to some extent cpm cadres are being attacked by tri- right and no I'll, I'll, I'll just i'll just cut you short here sorry, i agree with you hmm. i agree with you but that's not just limited to mamsa that's that's happening in kerala and that also used to happen in bihar under uh, rjd hmm. my point being and it's a limited point that i'm trying to make is hmm. that hmm. regional parties have always tried to invoke violence to uh, suppress you know national parties and their rise and hmm. it just so happens to be the case that kerala uh, it has subdued somewhat because the focus has shifted to the sabrimala wala debate mm. but kerala is also subject to such violence and so is uh, west bengal and in present madhya pradesh yeah at present even madhya pradesh madhya pradesh though it's not a regional party it's its congress and uh, they are also resorting to political violence which there is a rise in this trend uh, mm. of intolerance and autocratic behavior and it's absurd that those who claim to protect the constitution hmm. happen to be the uh, people who inflict the most damage on the constitution and so now right now i think the matter is in the supreme court and uh, it's uh, i because i think the cbi is moving in the supreme court and that is the that is the that is the thing but i'll tell you this mamata is truly scared of a rising bjp in west bengal and this is almost a response to insecurity but i mean response in in insecurity because she's insecure but before we end this part let me ask you this do you think it would be wise for the government to put in article 356 बेंगाल नो that a president's rule might amplify bjp's ground support because tmc's strength is dependent on state machinery that silences opposition now um people could agree or disagree with that personally my perspective is that you put in article 356 that allows her to get the national media space and allows her to make her a media and you do not want that before the elections exactly and in fact uh, you may win a lot of seats in uh, bengal but you may lose a lot of seats in urban areas where you will be branded as an autocratic uh, yeah, and political not, party and, and this government has, sorry yeah. no and this government has not been that they have allowed opposition parties who said i mean the classic example being arvind kejriwal who said absolutely everything against narendra modi or many other parties yeah yeah i'll take the jnu case no hmm. No, but I'm talking about specifically chief ministers and uh, constitutional. Ah, posts. even even otherwise, I mean, even otherwise, the record of this government is much better in terms of uh, fed cooperative federalism. And I think uh, one of the reasons why this is the case is because uh, the current prime minister was once the chief minister, so probably he's much more sensitive. Yeah, the and, needs of- and don't forget, Mamta. A few days ago, most people might not remember this. Uh, even said that I will not implement Ayushman Bharat. I will not do this. So her insecurity is at Gerangutan levels when it comes to this. And um, you, so you must see her current stance in the context of a larger thing. What she is doing. Ki wo- Think about it this way, sir. Uh, five, ten years ago, BJP was not hmm. in a, in picture in West Bengal. 
in less than 5 years to date is the principal opposition party to the tmc right if that is the level of exponential rise mm. of uh, support for this particular party and for the current prime minister mm. then it is obvious that any regional leader will feel threatened and insecure and i tell you something But there is a difference right sorry i think the insecurity is also because somewhere uh, regional leaders have been unable to deliver whereas the prime minister has also delivered in that as to his credibility hmm. which is why people are feeling more and more connected with him and this uh, the people in india feel that he ke yaar ne kuch kare he may have claimed to do 100 things he may have done 80 of them but at least he did 80 other leaders don't even do 10 <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that is the difference um you can question him on why the other 20 were not done you can question him that why this 80 were not implemented completely fully also but you can the way people are looking at it that at least there is intention and yeah one main thing is there is no corruption because yeah there is no corruption huh, i mean to get india to and i'm not saying india is completely corruption free abhi bhi small level pe kafi hota hai but it has to stop somewhere you can't just be like acha 10% hi corruption clean hua hai to matlab i am still going to go mad and uh, voting those guys who have been 100% corrupt matlab that logic is lost on me so and and lost on a lot of people as well so um, that's that's what it is but i think i think mamata is in trouble um and that's what it is um so before we end uh, karan how do you think see is this also a, a sort of a macabre glimpse at that if a mahagathbandhan type government would come would we see something like this where you have the state regional satraps calling in uh, the shots and then just agar unko kuch nahi mila to aise pagalpan kar diya against the central government i have four quick observations to make on this hmm. first thing i think the voters of india are very smart so mahagar bandhan will not happen hmm. uh, in the sense that it will not come to power and the reason i say this is let's take the example of up hmm. uh, the two caste groups that have a fight on the ground hmm. one of them supports sp and the other one supports bsp hmm. so will transferability of votes happen it's easy to replicate it in by elections that when when it comes to a national election that's not going to be the case because uh, hmm. uh, at the end of the day most caste groups you know uh, are dominated by one another Correct. based on which com- uh, party comes to power so that's one issue the other issue is stability and i think we understood this a lot but after the janata party experiment stability has become a major uh, uh, issue based upon which voters deliver mandate uh, people might say that the recent karnataka and madhya pradesh elections demonstrated that perhaps there is still a possibility of fractured mandate i will say that these are exceptions uh, people may still want to see a very strong government because they definitely don't like such constitutional crisis mm-hmm. uh, happening so uh, that is also going to be one area, one area which uh, will not let a mahagathbandhan come to power and third and this is perhaps a very important point is that since prime minister has delivered for a mahagathbandhan to come into place uh, the nda seats have to go drastically down which is not going to happen because mm. he continues to be the most uh, popular leader and people continue to uh, support him and in fact his support has only increased over the last uh, couple of years as we are witnessing in bengal where they have become the uh, major opposition party so clearly that's not going to no, happen no, and let's let's give point us- if, if 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 fourth point is if at all it does happen hmm. that some mahagan bandhan you know wins and you know against all odds hmm. they form the gum uh 
let's imagine what it is going to look like okay let's imagine what it is going to look like first we don't know who the pm is going to be yeah. probably let's assume that mulayam singh or maybe akhilesh yadav or uh, mayawati is the pm who will be the home minister again one of these leaders you know probably uh, lalu san will be the home minister imagine what is going to happen to home ministry then uh, who's going to be the finance minister well i think uh, they're going to make someone who can really control corruption so probably you know the best person to control corruption is mayawati because she knows how to legitimize it so they give finance to her oh. i don't think people of india really want to see such a cabinet हाँ जी मतलब मेरा तो माय माय जोक इज दैट इन 96 यू हैड मुलायम सिंह यादव एज द डिफेंस मिनिस्टर डू यू वांट हिम अगेन एज द डिफेंस मिनिस्टर आई डोंट थिंक पीपल डू सो वेल आई वंडर इफ सन वांट्स हिम अगेन एज एनी मिनिस्टर इफ ही कम्स बैक टू पावर तो है और आई थिंक यशवंत सिन्हा आल्सो वेरी सेल्फलेसली सेड कि मैं भी प्राइम मिनिस्टर बन सकता हूं तो आई थिंक आफ्टर दैट समबडी माय डॉट तुम तो बैठ ही जाओ सो दिस इज द पावर ऑफ इंडिया डेमोक्रेसी की बनने को तो कोई भी बन सकता है कहा शहजादे और एक ही परिवार से बन देते हैं कहाजमी You know, no, there uh, aren't, aren't any because see the thing is about Arun Shori and Jashan Sinha is you can there are two ways of looking at it right you if you have criticism of specific policies you lay it out right but then they have not resorted to that they have resorted to name calling they have resorted to some bizarre criticism he even took that Christians under threat nonsense argument um, they even shared stage with people that they opposed their entire life correct they shared I mean, stage with people that they fought during emergency no 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 वो सब छोड़ो if Alun Shauri says that he is serious about fighting corruption or about punishing the corrupt and shares the stage with Lalu Prasad Yadav's party that is a load of I mean this guy is a convicted corrupt politician in jail it's unbelievable yeah. so this reminds me of a very interesting uh, speech in parliament by late pramod mahajan sir mm. oh, okay. it was a brief speech in which he said that uh, it's not uh, secularism that is the reason of their fight with the bjp it is their fight for their political survival absolutely secularism is just an excuse for them and and to 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 take that Quote the same Pramod Mahajan speech where he talked about how Ramakant Khalap, with the only member of parliament, he is the government. That's the scenario he gave. That Mahagat Bandhan me, why will happen? So, but anyways, um, uh, excellent points. I think um, it's it's a truly a uh, uh, scary scenario if these guys come. But one can say that I think uh, so far the government has been very right in what they've done with West Bengal. I don't think they should go to the Supreme Court. I don't think three fifty six is a solution. But they should definitely keep up the pressure on Mamta. She is running a crazy show there. I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, it's, Absolutely. It's, it's a free for all right now, and we we'll yeah. have it's to see. It's an institutional decline. it's an institutional decline and i mean it's unbelievable what is happening and then for her to scream that she's uh, doing a democracy for dharna dharna for democracy in constitutional is just absurd i have a crazy theory i have a crazy theory yeah. she is trying to provoke the government to impose president's rule so that she gets a new lease of life no no i i, I actually agree with that theory i don't think it's a crazy theory uh, i think mamta is crazy but the theory is very legitimate <laughs> 
because 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 she is trying to become a martyr that she is like and yeah. then trying to invoke the bengali pride and that is why i'm saying the government should call her bluff and should not do 356 they should keep up the pressure and i mean look at the timing this is two months before the election so yeah i mean like like if an elected cm is not allowed to give us and that was a brilliant move by up's uh, up's current chief minister to address a rally over uh, phone call when your chopper is not allowed to land i mean that must have definitely given some uh, shivers ah. to the government there. so so that that's what remains to be seen but before so we are coming very swiftly to the end of the podcast but before we end we have to ask you for your recommendation karan so any recommendation that you can give our listeners well a lot of a lot of the time a lot of people ask me about the 2008 crisis and uh, you know i i just feel that a lot of people even uh, in the us and uh, in the developed countries are not very well aware of exactly the events that led to it because mm. uh, in general financial and economic uh, subjects are not something that most people would like to read or know more about it so there is this very interesting documentary called inside job mm. so i think if i have to recommend something probably i'd recommend that documentary mm. and for all the indians out there it has raghuram rajan dr rajan is also there a part of the documentary where he explains how the crisis happened mm. and i think it's a good documentary to watch to understand uh, what exactly uh, or how exactly it all went down mm. oh absolutely excellent recommendation there is a film too called the big short which was a very good oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very good film lovely movie ha uh, which talks yeah. about the other side of a group of investors who bet against the market basically betting, made a lot of money ha uh, made a lot of money basically betting that the market will fail so yeah <coughs> read from that also my uh, recommendation is completely on the comedy side this week i am recommending a show on netflix called the kraminski method uh, it's about an yeah. acting coach um, michael douglas and alan arkin star in it and it is a funny funny show Uh, What's the name of it again? The Kraminsky method. The Kraminsky method. Okay. And he, okay. Michael Douglas, starts as starts as um, uh, as um, Sandy Kraminsky, who's an acting coach, and it's 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 a bunch of situations and stuff. But him and Alan Arkin, the way they have a go at each other and their dialogue delivery is just so funny. I mean, you know, you you're not going to laugh out very loud, but in your head you will be laughing out loud. It's it's written very very well. I mean, he won the best actor award too for this show this year. Yeah. So I'm gonna tune in. Do right do, do tune in. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, once again, I th- would like to thank you, Karan, for joining us on Mind Podcast. I hope we can have you again to discuss more politics, less economics, because election ke time pe all we want to do is talk politics. <laughs> Anytime, sir. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure joining you. Ha, ah, absolutely. And for all yeah. our listeners, we'll be back next week with more. Uh, and and don't worry, we'll have Karan to talk economics also. But ye do mahine, excuse us, we'll talk a lot more politics now, uh, um, and American politics as well. Uh, Trump, uh, the government, American government is back functioning. So what will Trump do and everything that will all be covered. Till then, till the next week. This is Adit Kapadia signing off. You can um, follow us on Twitter at MindMakers, or you can follow me at ASK zero seven zero four. You can like us on Facebook. Please. spread the word we need more and more people tuning in we need more and more people agreeing or disagreeing with us because guess what that's how great debates are made <laughs> so thank you and we'll be back next week with more